Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on right now? Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Give it a round of applause for yourselves. Because of a world full of haters, you can be only but great. Okay, I am time yo. Out, time out. What? One more is- time. The 1987 intro, like, what, oh what my god, I'm trying to, I'm trying to sound. Right yeah, so what? Get off my ass, Kumo D. Thing I got to say is that type of intro is pretty gay, and if you do it again, I'm gonna hit you with the hands. Welcome, the man. You, you spit all over my damn way. table with that. Sorry, you need window. Stop doing that. Yeah. Now you're not gonna ask you to have to clean that up, please. Oh, okay. All right, welcome cool. to apparently <laughs> our new episode of the Brothers Podcast. I am your host, Stephen City P. Watson, and I am your co-host Dante Chase Bridges, aka Dante Chase Bridges. Never needed an aka. But your name, middle name is a cha- is a damn bank. Exactly. I'm it's a bank. All right. Acquire assets and money in my lifetime. This is actually that's why I'm gonna grow my and name bankrupt the community. Just saying. So anyway, <laughs> before we get started on today's topic, we got some usual. We are here to talk about toxic masculinity. Wait, but first, let's get to our usual town hall business, Mr. Bridges. What do you got for us today? Okay, we got a couple of shout outs that we got to get to. And when I say get to, I mean really get to because these people are bright and shining stars. First one up, bam, bam, bam. I have to give a shout out to somebody that's going to be on the podcast next Thursday at 630. It's going to be a hell of a podcast. Mm-hmm. Giving a shout out to person I went to high school with. I, th- I just thought about it. I, didn't- I went to high school with this man. I went to college with this man. We joined the same fraternity together. Mm-hmm. Give it up to my frat brother, Spud Cotton. I feel good music. Which was his, what's your frat? Uh, Zeta Phi Zeta fraternity. Oh, shit. Mason. That's another thing. Zeta. Okay. Squares. Stand up. You know what it is. Smart B. But giving it up to you, man. He got another clothing line, man. I feel good clothing. And not to mention the music is slapping. You ever want to go on YouTube, look them up, Spud Cotton. That's all you need to pick up. It's going to pick up like clockwork, man. You got a lot of good music out here, man. I see you out here doing your thing. Keep on doing it, frat, man. That's that's love right there, man. I got another one for you, man. What's up? What you got? I've been, I've been saying this, man. Okay. I've been, I've, been, I've been shouting this girl out, man. Shout out to Rasha. Rasha. The holistic nurse. This is someone that I went to high school with and we've kept in contact. Rasha's been doing real big things in the community. She does things like holistic healing. She does things like womb healing. She does things like tantric yoga. She is your holistic go-to person, not to mention she got a little of that conventional mm. medicine. She is a registered nurse. Mm. So you know she coming from all different moralities and angles and all that good stuff. So giving it up to Rasha, holistic nurse, man. Shout out to you. Keep on doing your thing. Yes. Got anybody want to shout out? Uh, well, he's kind of in the building right now, but he's a little preoccupied. But shout out to the young man, JMC, who is actually here, but he's doing his finals testing right now. So we're actually running an episode while he's doing his final t- testing. Hopefully, we'll okay, get I got, one, I got one thing. I just, so. could, could you please sit up? Why? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just. <laughs> 
What are you doing? We are two broad shoulder ass niggas. We can't just keep, you know, okay. bumping into each other like this. I gotta be like, we gotta do it somehow. So, but anyway, shout out to Get you up know, a Grizzly Adams. Relax, sexy Grizzly Adam up in this motherfucker. What the fuck? Shout out to everybody I know. Don't hate on me. Shout out I'm, to. Don't hate on me because I'm banging, right nigga. Here. What the fuck you talking about? Shout out to everybody that's going on. Shout out to myself. Shout out to the people. I got my little bro in the building. You know, you're doing the testing. <laughs> hey, right, man, I'm, I'm suave, okay? What the fuck you want me to say? Keep going, keep going. Anyway, so shout out to him. He just had a performance yesterday. When we get him on the show, he's going to tell us more about that performance, and he's going to possibly tell us about some next performances coming out. His mixtape is coming out. Daydreams to reality. Day Keep a look out for them. Daydreams to reality. Daydreams Day to, to reality. reality. Look out Keep for a that. look out for them. They are going to be blowing up. Um, oh, wait a minute. Not to mention... Uh, no, little, tell them about your man Spud. No, no, I told him about Spud, but uh. I got another... Uh, speaking of siblings, okay. I got another person. Shout out to... A friend of ours, Portia Sullivan's little sister, and but don't get the little wrong. She's doing big things out in the street. Brugy bad, brugy bad. I'm gonna spell it one good time for you. B R U G I E. And if you don't know how to spell bad, I need you to go back to elementary school, slap the hell out of your third grade teacher. It's not mm-hmm. that hard. But you can look her up on Facebook. You can look her up on YouTube. You can look up on Vimeo. Just go ahead and just put it in your Google search, people. It's that simple. She's doing big things out here. And I want y'all to get familiar with her. Because she gonna slap you over the head before you do. Please. So that will be uh, about all the people I know for. Uh, let's this. see. Do we have anything more? Man, you know, we need to chill. You know, we've been slapping people in the head like every other week, man. I'm the one that wants to bring them more of the comedy of, you know, everything. But, you know, it is what it is. What we do, slap people out of the head. I was talking about events. Oh, keep on. Apparently, we got a bit of a, a Martin Luther King, Malcolm X thing going on right now. Y'all like this little dumb show. I, right. I think I look handsome. My mother um, told me that. You, right. you, brother Malcolm, my and mother, I'm, a, I'm Martin my mama, Luther King. My mama, my mama said. But I don't believe in nonviolence. I'm not gonna fuck out again. My mama said. I'm mama, just saying. My mama said something. So, uh, okay. I'm so just trying see. to figure it out. Let's let's. Let's go on here and get up into something. If we ain't got nothing, we're going to take a hiatus for a minute because guess what we doing, man? What we doing? We got the schedule. We got the plan. We we are in the think tank right now. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be slapping y'all upside the head with a lot of other events. But give us a second. We've been doing events every week for the past six months. So just Have give us. Has it been that long? Man, we've been doing events since uh, March. March, April, May, June, July, August. We've been slapping y'all outside here for a while. Have we done time. something long? I don't think we can. Man, you we and we need to just chill out for a minute. But we need to get back to y'all. All right, so. Awkward pause. All right. So Because this is this is you. All right, this, this is, is me. All right, well yes, then let's is. get started. Today's topic is toxic masculinity. What is it? What is the misconception of it? Is it really a thing? It's always just one of those cute little buzzwords that feminists like to use because we know they like to use those a lot. So, I'm gonna reach We're behind you because I don't want to be awkward when we do this, okay? We're on live, apparently. We can't be too awkward. What do you think toxic masculinity is first, Mr. Bridges? Well, what, what are we talking about here? Like, We're talking about, first of all, let's talk about what the exact definition is in your mind. What is toxic masculinity? 
Well, let's 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 open it up. Like exactly, what do you feel that this toxic masculinity is? I feel that I don't. First of all, I don't think there is such thing as toxic masculinity. Okay. I think there is a certain level of masculinity that might be more abrasive that some people may not be able to deal with or control or be able to handle up close and personal. So because of that, they might consider it being toxic. Right. It has nothing to do with your masculinity. It has something to do with just abrasiveness, abrasive nature. Mm-hmm. But apparently that concept exists. Is being labeled as toxic masculinity. For what reason, I don't know. As I said, what do you think? What do I think? Let me, uh, even though I'm a little blind today, I'm gonna take these off real quick. I just wanna talk to the people. You so, got to finesse the camera. Yeah, I gotta finesse the camera. You're gonna see me squint a little bit, don't worry mm-hmm. about it. So, what do I think toxic masculinity is? Well, according to the definitions, toxic masculinity is anything that has an overly aggressive, overly sexualizing a situation, uh, overly violent, um, over, overly ambitious could be one too. So when you're talking about the society norms of toxic masculinity, you're getting into what the system, a quote unquote big brother views, or what we can talk about the feminist society views as a man that is asserting his dominance in a way mm-hmm. that is unhealthy for society. That's what basically, if you looked up what they have made the Urban Dictionary, because it's nothing in Webster's Dictionary, it's nothing in Merriam's Dictionary about toxic masculinity. So this is basically a new form of introducing what a male is supposed to be in this society to us. Now, even though we know what, well, tell you the truth, nobody really knows what the hell toxic masculinity is. No. But the thing that we're doing, this is a platform, we're up for discussion here. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to start a discussion so we can figure out and also answer some of the norms of what toxic masculinity really is. So, y'all got something to say? Come on with it. Trust us. This is an open forum. Everybody has a right to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. We can either be right or we can even be wrong. Mm-hmm. Not usually wrong a lot, I'm just saying. Let's see what we got right here. I think it's up to oneself what it means because there are different minds for different words. That shout out to Philip Brown. What's up, Square? What's up, Phil? That's absolutely correct. I, I really do feel what you say because, um, well, actually, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. And this is why. I believe that masculinity is different modules. I mean, your definition of what masculinity is is one thing. My definition could be something else. But what we're talking about is a clear-cut, precise definition of quote-unquote toxic masculinity. And that is made, like I said, by the powers to be. And what they have said is this is supposed to be a situation of men that are either overly aggressive, they overly sexualize, or they overly dominate or become domineering into into society. So this is what we're talking about right here. So that's why y'all can take this, chop this up, and throw this shit away if you want to. Because you're talking about a clear-cut definition, not what your definition of manhood is. Because, Phil, you could be a man that takes pride into taking care of your children while your wife goes out and works. I could be a man that feels that my woman needs to be at home. And this is not how I feel. I'm just giving you an example. I could be a man that feels that my woman has to be at home. 
I could be a man that feels like I have to make the bread in order for me to have the opinion or the head opinion. I could tell her to be the uh, peacekeeper, Mm -hmm. but as toxic masculinity goes, I'll have to be the peacemaker. I mean, I'm the last word that is being said. So we all have our different opinions. But what's up? Well, here's the thing about that. Is that also labeling as a bit of uh, how you present it as well? So let's say you present it in a more of an emotional way, or like I said before, in an abrasive manner. Would that cross the realm of being more toxic than actually just being just masculinity? Wait, say that again. Could it also depend on how you got the message across? Like you say you're, as being a man in a household, you would take care of the kids and you would present that as masculinity. Right. But... What if it's that a certain way of how you get that across? Like an abrasive manner. Like say you were saying, I'm the man of the household. This is what I do. Well, you don't necessarily... Sort of like that. Well, that will go into what we're talking about, toxic masculinity. But um, before we get into anything else, let's take about four steps back. Okay? Let's take about four steps back. Because this is what happens. We have a situation talking about something like toxic masculinity. And you have an opinion, I have an opinion, everybody has an opinion. Mm -hmm. And what we're doing is we're arguing our opinions because we can only see through the rose-filter glasses of our own psyches. So let's back back a little bit. Let's think about exactly what masculinity is. Now, you should understand masculinity, and this is not Dante Chase Bridges saying this. This is literally, this is science, it's a law. It's called the law of correspondence. And what the law of correspondence is, basically, just think about yin and yang. Compliments. One, one. There's a compliment. So the law of correspondence is basically about complimenting each other. So if you have a masculine, you have to have a feminine. So this is not a concept that we made because we're only... How, how long have we been on this planet? I've been on this planet for 32 years. This planet has been around... For more than six million years. Mm-hmm. So this is not a concept that was made right now. Matter of fact, I'll take you back. I was just talking to my bro about this. Well, I was about to talk to him about it. You can trace back this toxic masculinity all the way back to ancient Egypt. Because back in ancient Egypt, they used to look at the lion, the cat. That's why you always see a lot of symbolism of cats, lions, different leopards. Because the cat was studied to show what the definition of masculinity was in the first place. And when they looked at the definition of masculinity through that lion, they saw that the lion took care, provided, and protected his pride. Why the woman came out and actually, you know, did the hunting. But they made sure that the perimeter was clear. So it was more of a protector. So, fast forward all the way back to right now. And I'm giving you what ancient Egyptians or what the Moors, because that's the sector of the Moors that went into the Americas. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you what they studied and what they believe. Fast forward now. So if you ask me what toxic masculinity is, and someone says over-aggressiveness, I would have to say, what type of aggressiveness? Because if I'm supposed to be the protector of my home, just like that lion male is the protector of his pride, and somebody enters my home, via it be my actual house, Via it be the women that surround me, whether it be my mother, my girlfriend, my grandmother, my cousins, my aunties, whoever it is, my friends that I care for, mm-hmm. that are women. Tell me this. 
am I being over masculine or displaying toxic masculinity if I decide that somebody is coming in trying to harm these people and I assert my dominance? Because look at me, I'm, I'm six foot, 230 pounds. Muscular, you can lift, I can bench press a house. So am I asserting my masculinity if I protect the people? I, and, and, and like I tell anybody, I might go overboard. I'm, I'm the type of dude that if you my family and I love you, I will kill and I will be killed to protect the people that I love. So is that me displaying toxic masculinity because I feel that I will kill or be killed in order to protect my pride, AKA my family or AKA the women around me that I love? Mm -hmm. Or is that me showing innately and going to the animal kingdom that the Egyptians studied thousands and thousands of years ago to say that this is not toxic masculinity. This is me asserting who I am in a specific moment I got a question. that I need to. I had a question. Is that all kind of where the uh, spirit animal metaphor derived from? Spirit animal, yeah. Okay. Like so. the power animals and that type of stuff that psychologists use all the time? Well, yeah, your totem. So your totem yeah. comes from, like I said, you can learn a lot about ancient Egypt. Ancient Egypt is, besides from the Sumerians, ancient Egypt was the people that believed that each characteristic of a human at the specific time, whether it be that 30-day period that's Leo, that 30-day period that's Cancer, that 30-day period that's Scorpio. They believed that each period showed a specific animal trait because that lion was regal. That lion stood out to be almost considered to be the head of the household as we see it. That's why it's considered to be that animal. And when people show those traits, they get classified as that. So it dates all the way back to ancient Sumerian times. Right. And it dates, goes, I, I'll go further, the Kushites, going farther than that. The Twa people that came to South America and the Americans, which are, we are the descendants of. Right. So it dates back further than what they say. It goes all the way back to antiquity. So this manhood thing that we're talking about, this shit dates back to, like I said, antiquity. Right. So what you really talking about with masculinity here? You're talking about something that's really genetically instilled in us, historically taught in us. It's bred into our DNA. And let's get on some real, real, real ish right here, real spit right here. What? Ladies, when you really think about what you want, and I'm not talking about what you see on TV. I'm not talking about what you think. I'm talking about what your body responds to right. when we're talking about toxic masculinity. So one of the things about toxic masculinity, they say, is overly aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. Now, I right now will tell you, if we go out to Ponderosa, if we go out to Sizzler, if we go out to Chili's or wherever we go, and all of a sudden the waiter gets our order wrong and I haul off, smack the hell out of them, <laughs> I would say that I am showing signs of toxic masculinity. I don't need to assert my dominance over some egg rolls, okay? I get you, 100%, you know. But are we really labeling that as toxic masculinity or just being you being an asshole at that moment? I think that would be... Actually, that's something that you need to ask these feminists out here because I think what they're doing is they're trying to classify something almost as a disease, yeah. but it's and really that's, you and being that's, a dick. And that is, <laughs> and that's the, situation, and that is yeah. the problem, I think, that has been forced into this concept of having toxic message. That's why I've seen so much more of a buzzword mm -hmm. or a buzz phrase because you're telling us that's a display of toxic masculinity, masculinity. But let's be honest. Do you really even know what is masculinity or what can be considered and how it can be considered toxic? Steven City Pete, 
what do you consider masculinity? Well, first of all, is being masculine would have to something to do with basically how your your ability to be a protector, your right. ability to be an aggressor in situations, a kind of like your ability to understand that you have to fill a power role. Power. Power. Okay. So you have to be like, say, if there's a household, you have to be the man in the household. You have to display the manhood in the household. You have to be able to raise a family with enough confidence and vigor. 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 <laughs> Not nigger, vigor. I, oh, okay. Uh, I got, okay. Okay. I don't know my bees. Okay. <laughs> vigor. So. You know, those are displays of masculinity. Right. And yes, sometimes not even having to back down from certain situations, having enough confidence in yourself. Those so, are levels of masculinity. So when you say vigor, so mm -hmm. you're basically saying, because to say vigor means that you're displaying on a level that's a little bit higher than what you need to be. Like, I can say, hello, how are you doing? But if I say, hello, how are you doing it? I just said it with vigor. That's, that's basically what you're saying. Well, vigor is only in circumstantial situations. Not exactly like, say, you're just greeting somebody like that way. No, but, but like, we're talking about you displaying masculinity. How masculine. would you display it in vigor? Because, to be quite honest, and the reason why I stopped you is, I think a part of when they say toxic masculinity, mm -hmm. I think they're saying that displaying masculine traits with vigor is a part of what they're saying with toxic masculinity. All right, question. Is. Sorry, that's a good point. So I would say, in a way, I would say you display that with vigor as in you're defending yourself. From what? From being to say, all right, let's say you defending yourself from being toxic. That so somebody is accusing you of toxic masculinity. Mm. Wouldn't that be in a way insulting to you? If someone accuses me of toxic yeah. masculinity. Um, well, well, okay, if you're a man and like somebody accused you of that. Right. And just say not not you in per se, in per se, but if someone accuses a man of this type of behavior, you would feel a little bit offended or maybe oppressed into the way that you have to you know explain that with vigor that that is not the type of person I am. Okay. You know. Okay. So on, like you know what I'm saying. Or if you've been accused of saying some ridiculous. Shit, or you are accused of a crime somehow. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna back down and say, "Well, I'm gonna take." Like some people take a plea deal, or something. You're saying, "No, that is not me. I didn't do that. I'm putting my foot down. And I'm saying I'm an innocent." Well, I don't necessarily think that's masculinity. Showing toxic masculinity. Like I think a female could, if she's accused of doing something she didn't do, I think she's gonna say, "No, I didn't do it." So I think that's just more of a. Uh, just a trait. Of, I think that's more of showing enthusiasm over something you believe in more than saying that you're toxic. In so ex exactly, and that's what I mean. Like so, in me, is what I'm saying is 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 some is the concept of toxic masculinity even really a thing? There's just moments where it has to be exuded more than it has to be, but in certain situations and certain scenarios, it has to be. So, is he really considering that toxic though? You know what I mean? This is what I truly think of this whole situation. I'm going to tell you what I rawly think of this. I believe that toxic masculinity is an agenda that's being passed 
not even on males, mm-hmm. but on black males. I can tell you what black male stands for. I mean, it stands for when uh, the Moors used to come, which were black men going to the villages. They used to pillage the villages and take all the stuff and tell people, you better, you better give me all your stuff. And they would say these black males came in and took all our stuff, quote unquote, black male. Mm-hmm. But as I digress. So I truly think that this is agenda being passed by feminist movement, being passed by the powers to be being passed by big brothers, being passed by the government system that wants to keep the quote-unquote African-American community in a state where they can leach the profit off of them. Because it's all about money at the end of the day. Why do I say money? Money controls power, not the opposite way around. The black community is one of the strongest communities innately possible. The only way that the black community is not strong is if you kill, destroy, chop in half the family dynamic. So what I believe has happened over, I would say this has been going on for about 50 years. I would say it would go go into about the 50s and 60s when the Black Panther movement and different other movements were, were starting. And what they did was the government basically created the COINTEL Pro Operations to come in. They created uh, the CIA, well, didn't create them, but they authorized the CIA to go and tap in to different phone calls and different organizations like the Black Panther, Marcus Garvey movement, Malcolm X movement. You had Langston, not Langston Hughes. Um, what, what's the, um, what, what was the leader of the Black Panthers? If anybody can remember. It started with a uh, Langston, Dr. Langston. Huey P. Newton, Huey. I'm sorry, Huey P. Newton. <laughs> so, Dr. Huey P. Newton. So, uh, you're yeah, talking about, about the wrong I was about to say Langston Hughes. Right, so, Langston. you're talking about going all the way back then. The problem was they couldn't break up the family dynamics. So, what they did was created a system where if we feed the woman, and when I mean feed, I mean give them their needs, whether it be financial, whether it be housing, and whether it be actual food. If we feed the black woman, we can make the black woman less responding and less in need of this strong black man because they know that the man is the head. And I'm not talking about he rules over the woman, but let's just be serious, just physio- physiologically. I'm stronger than a woman. I'm bigger than a woman nine times out of 10, meaning I can protect a family. So if somebody is coming in, whether it be an intruder that wants to rob me or it being a medical system that wants to inject my son with a uh, flu virus, but they say that it's, it's going to help him in the long run. I am the head in charge. I can stop and protect this from happening. So if you wanted to break up the family so that you can leach the system of black society, the first thing you have to do is you gotta break this male down. You have to break him down. The first part that they did, they tried to break him down financially, meaning the black man. They, they started the systems of the uh, Section 8 housing. They started redlining, not allowing blacks to be able to get real estate. Even the University of Chicago went on to state that, listen, we got programs in line that says if a black person around in the University of Chicago try to buy something, you don't let that black man buy it. It's, it's already record. So they created these programs that were in alignment of not letting this black man assert his true masculinity, which is a protector, by giving him, well, taking away the one thing that he actually needed to do this, his ability to provide. 
So I have a question, man. But since you you actually though you touched on that subject a little bit, um, you said that a black man's responsibility is to provide and nurture and be no, protective. No, no, no. Well, no, provide and protect. Nurture. Provide and protect. Provide with the black protect. women don't nurture. It's okay. I apologize. Provide and protect. Now, one of the concepts I believe of toxic masculinity that exists, that's why it's being portrayed in us, is designed to take away that exactly. by making women see that that is considered toxic. Exactly. They're hitting it at all angles. So, yeah, so they're trying to hit you psychology with that. Yeah. One. So in the 80s, they tried to beat you upside the head with the black man ain't shit. The black man can't do anything for you. Right. They they created these systems that separate the black man from the house. And you you all know it. Like we're not talking about this is not about getting black women against black men or we no. pitting each other. We're just talking straight facts. Those Section 8 housing, that food stamp program, one of the criteria was if there's a black man in the house or if there's a male mm-hmm. in the house, you can't receive these benefits. It, right. it, that's not me making this up. So just think about that on like a, a real level. If, if I came to you and told you, listen, I'm going to give you a million dollars right now, but you know your husband, you're going to have to get rid of your husband. Now, this million dollars is going to take care of you and your family for the rest of your lives. And you're not going to have to want for food, housing, or anything of that nature anymore. But you cannot have this male in there. Now, I'm not saying that you are a horrible person. But one thing that you're trying to do is you have to you have an innate want to nurture your children and make sure that they live. You have an innate want to take care of those two people. Now, if that male is having problems where he can't feed you because the same system that's offering you that money is the same system that's whooping his ass at the same time, not allowing him to get jobs, making it hard for him to get assistance. You know, all of these different type of things that we go through as black men. If you have this happening at the same time and I'm offering you a million dollars, I'm not saying that you're a horrible person, but innately for survival's sake, nine times out of 10, you're going to take that money. And, And that's not because you are a terrible person. Nobody is blaming you because it's not a blame because this is what happened. This is what happened. They took the programs so secondarily put the man out the house it's not my opinion so that brings us to one important point that I think we need to bring up is that let's eliminate this ideology that first of all let's you know identify that toxic masculinity is not something that's really a real thing but if here's why first of all toxic masculinity it's not innate. What I mean by innate is like we don't inherit that. We are not protruding something that could be considered that level of toxicity, in my opinion. I don't know if you agree with that, but that's be the metal of my opinion. You know, there is such thing. Okay, a little bit more on it. I will say this: there is such thing as toxic men. Men, there's all then toxic men being ancient niggas. There are plenty of those. But what's the definition of an ish guy? Uh, let's see. Some type of dudes that will beat up their women. Okay. You know, that's obviously the first and foremost. That, that is a Abusers. <laughs> Abusers yeah. of the household. Abusers of their uh, 
mental manipulators. Mental manipulators. Um, people are always begging for money. Even okay. when they got their own money. Like, okay, oh, so that, that, yeah, that's ancient. That's ancient. So they, so they, want, they, got, they got their money, they want to spend your money. Hey, look, bro, I'm you know what I'm saying? But, you know, there's people like that. I think you just bought a Suzuki. I saw you, nigga. Right, yeah. You're on Instagram, like, you nigga. Know, flexing. You ever be one of those niggas that you know they got money and they owe you money still? Got a cousin. <laughs> so they owe you money. But... They out there blowing it all hard at the club, buying bottles and shit. Like, hey, nigga, don't you owe me $20? Dude, something? just bought an F-250. But exactly. <laughs> and then, and that, that's that's how we ain't shit nigga. Now that right, right, is right. ain't shit nigga. Okay. Now, there's, that's called toxic men. Toxic masculinity is getting confused with toxic men. Because masculinity is something that is a part of us. Is that it's something a natural ability to be... Provide, like you said, providers and protectors. Being masculine is that we're showing our confidence as being men. Now, can you really render that as being toxic? That's kind of not really true. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't really understand the concept of why you want to consider that toxic. Well, I don't really think it's women that consider it toxic. What I truly think is, and well, I, I understand that because it's not gender exclusive. Trust no, me. no, but but what I'm saying is, I think that. It's it's a bigger picture. It's it's what they designed for us to do. They wanted to, the woman to pit toxic masculinity and let's keep it real on the black man, and they want the black man to be defensive and you know say, well, this is what you're doing to the black woman. But I think what we get the term toxic masculinity is when we think about the media. That's where it actually stems from. And as we know, the black people don't control the media. Black people only control two percent of the wealth. In the United States of America. Yeah, but I wanted like I wanted to hit on that specifically because we know there's a broader scope. It's just one of the many pegs of manipulation and control. Right. But I wanted to hit this because it's starting to become more and more like a popular thing to say, which it really shouldn't be. Well, even okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like that bleeds into what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. How did it become popular? How do anything spread that's not word of mouth nowadays? You have to be, it has to be seen on the media. Media. Or social media. Social media. Yeah. Okay. So, I got a lot of friends, right? Mm-hmm. They could write a post and they'll get kicked off Facebook for 30 days. Mm-hmm. Shout out to one of them. You know who your name is. I, B, I'm going to say double B. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> this nigga get kicked off Facebook on a regular every, every other Thursday. On the regular, <laughs> like a month, like he gives a thirty day jail sentence, comes back out, writes a post, right back Facebook. This nigga's in county Facebook right now. Okay, he's one stop away from getting banned. So, Facebook is a social media platform, and he gets banned from social media. Damn near, like we said, every other time, but. You can consistently go on Facebook and see black men degrading black women by putting them in videos that make them seem as though they are lesser than human, let alone lesser than a female. So this is what I'm saying. The people that control the social media, the people that control all of these outlets are allowing a particular type of image and a particular type of message to be out to you. And we pick it up 
Because this is one thing I feel. The human brain, and people give their human brain too much credit. Only thing you got to do is keep seeing the same image or the same thing over and over again. And it don't matter that if it's a lie. The Hitler's did, Hitler did this with the propaganda. He kept saying that white people are good, the Jews are bad. And no matter if it was a lie or not, after a while, hey, I don't know why, but I feel that... This is that repetition. Like just repetition. It's a repetitious over way of learning again. something. And so, since we can even think about what social media was, we have been constantly bombarded with this toxic male mm-hmm. masculine image. Sure. Whether it be Dame Dash pouring uh, Cavassier on two women's butt cheeks, whether it be 50 Cent in the club throwing hundreds at uh, uh, two strippers, no matter what it is. Uh, whether it be something more mundane as just looking on TV and seeing, looking on the news and seeing a black male, he could have, he could have uh, took a snicker bar, but he has the most menacing type of picture when they take your picture in jail. Like how they get, you slap your yeah. skin in jail, we got to do it all aggressive shit. I could have had a master's degree, but if they say that I had uh, did something that I might not have done, they gonna show a picture of me doing this. <laughs> <laughs> And Man, that's a fact. They you doing that. They, probably, they ain't gonna show my graduation picture when I'm like this. I'll probably laugh if they showed you a picture like this. I know. I know you would. I they gonna show a picture of me showing the most dominant and toxic masculine part of who I am in order to push the agenda. Which ain't really a thing. Once again, it's not a thing. It's not a thing as far as right. is it truly existing inside of society. It's right. a thing because it is an agenda that's being pushed. So when you think about toxic masculinity, stop thinking it as a thing that's actually happening. Thinking of it as a thing that people, being the powers to be, are pushing in order to portray a certain message in order for something to actually happen. So what happens when you push toxic masculinity on social media? What's one, if I talk about, I'm gonna I'm give you an example. If I talk about selling crack, which that's all our music is about, selling drugs, <laughs> that's all we listen to on it. it mm. as, as much as you would hate to admit, if you turn on 107.5, if you're in Chicago, or 92.3, if you're in Chicago, you're going to hear two things, sex and drugs. You're definitely going to hear those two things. I don't care what, I don't care if you think that you can get away from it, maybe a Drake song come in there, slip in, talk about emotions. But you're gonna hear that. Right. They've been pushing that since you could even listen. And that's all about what we talk about, quote unquote, toxic masculinity. So imagine what that has done to your psyche. Imagine what that's allowing you to do now. Imagine people that can't get a job, a part-time job. Imagine selling cocaine. Being that strong man in charge with the gun on the corner. Imagine what that's doing to that 12-year-old psyche. He's not thinking about working at Ultra. He's thinking about going to get some drugs in order to sell them. Which is perpetuating the same image that they've given him in the first place. It's a famous quote that's always said. You treat them like a savage. They act like savages. So you can treat them like savages. Mm -hmm. So when you think about toxic masculinity, think about it as people treating you and showing you toxic masculinity. So then you can inherit by repetition because it's on all day, all night long. So you can act like it so they can actually push the agenda of taking the money from you, whether it is throwing your ass in jail (laughs) or breaking up the black family 
because the woman has this in her mind and the male has this in their mind and taking the money, whether it be in the court system from child support or the program assistance. Which makes the reason why it's more dangerous because that's actually telling young black men or men in general that you can be punished by society for not living up the norms that they influence onto you. That's how. That's basically what he's saying right now. You, they are telling you. Society is telling you. And this is how you need to be to be a man. Mm-hmm. If you don't live up to these expectations of being a man, you're going to be punished. One way or the other. If you decide to even do and live up to these influences as a man, depending on what type of reward you're getting, is it really a profitable reward? Well, you know what? Honestly, I got to disagree with you on that. What do you think? Of? Because when you say if you live up to the expectations of being a man, they have basically pushed being a man so far out the atmosphere mm-hmm. where most men, and y'all don't want to admit this to your girlfriends <laughs> or your, your, your soon-to-be wives or even your wives, but most men have no idea what it even means to be a man anymore. Matter of fact, they've probably taken their cues from what their mothers or what their aunties and grandmothers have said that being a man looks like. Because it's not a lot of black dads out there. It's boy. not a lot of black dads out here. And I know they say, well, yeah, it really it really isn't. When it no. when you come when you look at the statistical data and you see the actual households and who they're led by, they have just published in the city of Chicago right now that eighty percent of the black families are consistent of the head of the household being a female. I said eighty percent. That's terrible. Okay. 50% is economic collapse. I said 80%. So we really have to look at how are we having toxic masculinity? How are we having masculinity if we don't even have the person that's supposed to be the head showing the male how to be a man? And which actually, you know when you be talking, it, it kind of hits you. Yeah. I had a eureka moment as I was talking. I really feel that a part of this toxic masculinity is a uncontrolled masculine image. What I mean by uncontrolled. Like I said, I'm a big guy. If I get mad, I can hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. Now, if I did not have structure in my life, whether it be a man in my life, a father, which I didn't. I didn't, I didn't have a father figure. If I don't have a father figure in my life to show me how to control my temper, how to use my masculinity when I need to, and how to not use it, how to assert myself, how to command respect and not demand respect, because you command respect by your presence and who you are as a person. The energy bleeds into everything that you touch. You have to demand your respect when you're not acting like that. You're acting lesser than a man, and you have to tell people now to respect you instead of showing people that they were supposed to respect you when you walked into it. And the way that you present that could also rub people the wrong way. Demanding. Or it might show them a little bit. It might intimidate them. Demanding, demanding does all Demanding this. So demanding. that's where, and that's where the idea comes from is, wow, you're not supposed to be that demanding or that embraceive. So now that's considered something that makes you uncomfortable. What that makes it, what that makes it uncomfortable now is where the like, ideology comes from. I honestly think that society is starting to say that 
a man being any type of dominant, any type of assertive is uncomfortable. A black man in itself, when a black man walks down the street, it's a certain aggressiveness that you are portraying in your mind already. You, you already feel something. And it doesn't have to do with him. It has to do with society. But at the same time, there's something about this black skin. I'm going to tell you. Because I'm going to even go the other way. When <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble with this. But, hey, I'm giving my opinion right here. Yes, all his opinion. I'm about to give my opinion here. His opinions are not a full reflection of the Brothers Podcast. Right. You know? this, is, this is Dante Chase's opinion. Dante Chase. When I am walking down the street and I see a Caucasian female and she has on booty shorts, right? <laughs> when I see this woman and, and her butt is almost out, I don't get a certain feeling of, oh my God, I got to get that. I, I need it. I got that. Cool. God. I don't get that feeling whatsoever. She just looks like a person that's wearing short shorts. Mm -hmm. But something about that melanated, dark skin, whether it be brown, light brown, almond, hazelnuts, vanilla. And that's kind of messed up because y'all think vanilla is light when the vanilla bling is the blackest thing you could possibly have. So whatever the skin tone of that melanated skin is, when you see that skin walking down the street, it's just something about it that makes you say, oh my God. And the body might not even be the best in the world. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying she has the top. It's, it's something about that skin that personifies feminism, personifies that feminine body. So, on second thought, this is a mutual. <laughs> this is an endorsement of the Brothers Podcast because this is actually an agreement. So, mm -hmm. he's absolutely right because there is something about a black woman. Now, but I got to flip it though. Okay. I just want to flip it real quick. All right. Now, let's take a black man walking down the street. That's and we're not going to. Really? Will you? I'm, I'm hoping. Let me, get, let me get to the point. Okay, let me get to the point. Please, hurry up. <laughs> let me take a black man. Yeah. As I said, they're like, oh? What? <laughs> Let me it's not that type of podcast. Why? Let, oh, me take, let me take a different approach. Not that we have any problem with y'all like that. No, not okay. whatsoever. A black man or a white man, let's take a white man for instance, walking mm -hmm. down the street. The typical white male walking down the street, you'll see him, and you don't look at him as a physical threat. You don't see masculine trait. You don't see that masculine bleeding outside of him. You don't look at him as a person that he bestows just what masculinity is supposed to be. But let a black man, and we got we got beards. Let's say me or Steve's walking down the street. Like I keep saying, I'm six foot. Steve, what you six one, six two? You're about the same height. No, you 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 a tad bit taller than I am. Six one? You about six one, six two. Okay. So let's say me and Steve walking down the street. Same build, same makeup. Only thing that's different with it is the color of our skin. And we're not even talking about violence. We're just talking about an assertiveness in our aura because of just what this melanated skin personifies. It, it personifies king. It personifies leader. And you can feel it in your energy, and you don't even have to say anything. When we walk down the street, you feel a certain dominance to us. Now, I believe society, and I can't, you know, let's, let's not beat around the bush. The United States is a white supremacy society. It, it just is. Society sees that innately and understands that we are the dominant male. And you know when you are threatened by anything, 
most people, or some people, some but not all, when they're threatened, they tend to downgrade or downplay what they're actually threatened by. And they might get a lot of other people to be like, hey, man, you don't like this. I don't like it either. All right, let's say we don't like it together. Because they cannot come up to that black man by themselves and say you threaten me. Not because we are aggressive, not because we are violent, but we're innately the leaders of the world. Got a question? Because this this is an interesting question I just thought of. What's up? Um, we talked about this concept of toxic masculinity, as in, you know, it's supposed to be exuded out with different types of people, men and women, so on and so forth. But from the way this is being described, it seems a lot like this more affects men than it does really affect women. Because, uh, first of all... So, we're about to ask the question. So, what exactly is the argument for women having this type of issue? You don't have to explain. You're going to hit me. So, like, what... Okay, so... I think more, more and more so that they're saying that toxic masculinity affects women greatly. Right. In that regard. Mm-hmm. But from what you're describing it as, or what you're explaining it as, is that it seems to impact men a lot more than it does impact women, in general. Definitely, definitely. definitely. So, exactly why would you say a woman in this, in the, who believes in the concept of toxic masculinity, would even have, in some way, shape, or form, have a problem with that, unless they feel like it affects them in some way directly? Well. The only way, like you, you kind of, and you, you, you answer fifty percent of that, mm-hmm. uh, because if it affects you, if it affects you in a way where that toxic masculinity is a man that outright puts his hands on you in situations, that, well, first of all, no man should put his hands on anyone. Real quick, we're about to get off live on Instagram. Please continue finishing the feed up on Facebook Live. Signing off right now on Instagram. Peace. Go ahead. Keep going. All right, so 50%. If you are a person that puts your hand outright on a woman, that's something that is frowned upon. You should never put your hands outright. Only time you should, anybody should put their hands is when they're defending themselves. But if you're striking somebody because of something that they said, first of all, I'm a form of what we call a community of big, big black dudes like us. If you do something like that, we're going to come and we're going to kick you and we're going to get the hell out of you for a little yeah. bit. Just a little bit. Just a tad little bit till you get the point. So no man should be putting his hands on a woman to begin with. But when you're talking about toxic masculinity, the only way it can affect a woman is if a man is outright doing something to you, like physically being violent towards you. No rhyme or reason. He is physically just, that's the what he's trying to do. Now, I would say that's a toxic masculine type of man. But indirectly, the way that I feel toxic masculinity affects women is, I believe it gives women a warped sense of what a man is supposed to be. And like I said, repetition. When you see these images on power, on Facebook, on the on the news, the shade room, media takeout, uh, what was something else? Uh, World star. World star. When you see these images, I don't care how educated you feel you are as a person. Yeah. I don't care how many degrees you have. When you see this image, you innately, subconsciously will filter that image into the man that you're even dating or the man that's in your family. Because that's human nature. It's the mind. That's the way the mind